1: Oh, you're joining the three sickest blokes from Old Dingus Beach. This is the Chats with Cats podcast. And very you're speaking sick. with Rick. Dan, and Mark. How are you, boys? We're back to be
2: back. We went on a fucking hiatus. Yeah, got- we, were, we were away for a fair bit of time. Oh, Dan, three episodes. You were sick, and I was so fucking sick, man. A few other things happened,
3: and you know what? It wasn't even COVID. Very, very bad. Like, yeah. I was expecting two... I had Did you get a test? Rat test, yeah. And yeah. it came up with one. Everyone says that you've got to take it later in the time that you're sick, though. I yeah. took it on literally day one. I don't know if that matters. No, but that's yeah. silly. Well, that's what I thought. What's the point of it? If you you can't,
2: have been very good this whole time we've been doing the podcast, mm, but I heard you in our little chat, and you sounded very sick on the audio record. Fucked
3: up. Yeah, like, I started off with fever, fever dreams, fucking having the same fucking repetitive dreams, fever sweating. dreams. Very bad. It's Do you remember the dream? Do you nah, all that I happens? never remember dreams. I always forget them as
2: soon as I wake up. But it's just like it's not it, that one you were telling me where I murder you in your sleep. Oh, not that,
3: one? not that one. Okay, that's actually quite not, pleasant compared yeah. to what I was experiencing fucking yeah. a week ago. Okay, but very bad. But yeah, I'd, I maybe I was worn down because if it's just the flu, maybe it's just because I I worked twenty five days straight, then I got sick. It was um ten days at home. Allison started calling me the Olympic torch. Because I never go out so, <laughs> I like that yeah. So yeah, I'm, wow. now, I'm now That should be my nickname I'm now starting to get My strength back feel good yeah. The podcast is back Things are looking up That's so,
1: fantastic you know. It's um an interesting world We live in at the moment Anytime You get sick And I was sick as well Why well, I didn't join you guys A few weeks ago But everyone that you talk to Wants to know Oh did you get COVID mm. It's like no, it's the big talking. Part. How do you know? Yeah. Because I got tested. I did the rapid test. I went and got the normal bloody stick it up your jensen test, and everything comes back negative. And even do you know this is like the world we're living in, right? So Moss has childcare two days a week. Yeah, he comes home from childcare, and by the Thursday they send us an email saying, "Hey, just letting you know, someone's got COVID at childcare, and your son's been there for one of these days." So now he's a classroom contact. So yeah. a classroom contact, here's the stupid thing, right? So potentially Moss could have some sort of illness, could have covid. And they say but classroom contact just means that he can't go out. So keep him at home and the rest of your family can do whatever you want.
3: Even if he gives it to you.
1: Well, that's the that's the stupid thing about it. Mm,
3: yeah, it's very confusing. I don't I don't get how it's all planned out and what it,
1: We've been back
2: at footy for almost two months, and in that time, there has not been one interruption from COVID. You can't tell me that about 40 guys that rock up to training, sweating on one another, high-fiving, you cannot tell me that one of those people has not had COVID. Young, virile blokes on the
1: piss. Bang!
2: The reason that we've been able to stay out is because no one's getting tested. Yeah. No one wants to be the guy that goes, oh, guys, sorry, I have COVID. Every single training session we have for two weeks now can't happen. So people want to stay quiet. That's yeah. the thing. You know, you're not going to want to ruin your team's preseason.
3: Do you know what? I was in a little bit of a precarious position where I was say that word by say one one that time. precarious. Ten times in a row. Yeah. There you go. Um. I was, oh, It must have been two days ago. Someone said to me, yeah, don't take the rate test on day one because sometimes it doesn't work. And I thought, well, that's fucking useless, like I said before. But I was thinking, if I went and got a PCR test now and it went positive, would I then have to go into 14 days of quarantine from that point? So I've already missed work for a week and then I'd have to go another two weeks.
1: It's a world we live in, mate.
3: Yeah. That is so true. It's, it's but, not uh, like an incentive for someone to go get tested.
1: When I went and mm. got the sticky nose test, mm. do you know what? Just by, by the by... This lady that gave me the test, she was on a roll this day, I reckon. She was quite a buxom lady. Yeah. And she wanders into this room. So I went to the respiratory clinic rather than going the drive-through one. And I've only had one drive-through one. It was quite, like, it was okay. It was quite pleasant, really, in comparison to what I experienced. But this lady comes in, she goes, All right, these are your details. Yep, yep, yep. What are your thing? What are your symptoms? And I thought she wanted me to, like, tell her what I'd been experiencing. So I was, like, started going through. Oh yeah I started feeling sick on this day And then I was this and that She's like No 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 Symptoms now What have you got And I was like oh, This and this And she's like Okay Alright Tilt your head back Bang And I reckon she popped this thing so far into my head That it was touching <laughs> the back of my skull And I was like Oh my god uh, I think I can see it sticking out the back now actually Un- oh, Like she was so rough It's mm. the brain And oh. then like It's not just the forcing it into your skull The twisting It's the twisting She oh. was like and then next oh. one, it's like, oh, no, she's not going to do this again, is she? Bang! Did she double nose you? Double nosed. Double trouble. <laughs> All wow. right, back. the doctor will come in and see you soon. I was like, far out, that's not the worst of it. And oh the doctor yuck. comes in. The interesting part of this story is the doctor goes, oh, okay, so you've got some symptoms, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, and I took a, a rat test yesterday and he goes, Look, I'm going to be fucking honest with you. These rat tests in the hands of, and he did swear, these rat tests in the hands of the general public, they're probably less than 50% effective. Yeah, I'm like, well, that gives me a whole heap of confidence, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah,
3: exactly. And that's the thing. What if I did mine wrong? Like I looked at the instructions three times, read it two and a half. So <laughs> I'm, I was fairly confident I did everything right and I, I purposely tried to shove it up my nose as uncomfortably far as possible. Yeah. Even boogers came out on it. That's how far off I went. You're mm. sick. So who knows? Who knows? Anyway. At least he's, we're all better now. you're due to go down fast and hard, Mark. Like that sounded very sounded like, a, <laughs> sounded like He's not bit. sleeping here tonight, just no, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: are due, you're due. Like, not from, like, a big sounds weekend. sounds like Dan's missing you <laughs> in more ways than just seeing well, you. I haven't been here for
3: a while and that was for long. The sexual tension's rising. It <laughs> results you're due to go down hard <laughs> and fast.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. All funny. right, what
3: else has been happening?
1: Well, the world's gone to shit. Yeah. The world's gone to shit. It has, actually. It's gone to poop. Mm. Oh, so... Guys, you, guys, you
3: see guys. The, the door of COVID slowly closing, hopefully? Like, the majority of it.
2: And <laughs> what door opens, Dan?
3: Uh open the flood doors, the floodgates oh, it's so only, Brisbane. Paul up it's there.
2: It's only World War Three at the moment.
1: Oh, that too.
2: Yeah, over in U- Ukraine. Mm.
1: All right, let's start with the floods. So I just had um, my mate Cameron down here from Brisbane. He actually works for the water authorities up there in Queensland. That's Stary. ironic. Stary. That is ironic. Get the- <laughs> Sorry, we just got cats. Duncan. He came down here, and he like before they left. He's like, mate, it's absolutely bucketing down. Got here to Adelaide, we finally got home, having a couple of beers, and he's constantly on his phone, I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm checking, we've got this app that they use internally for the waterways up there. And he said, I'm checking the quantities of all the dams. Oh. And for the... That's so they, a scary fucking... So he thought one,
3: one was going to break and fuck things up. Probably did. They all broke, mate. Oh, I didn't know this. <coughs> have you
2: have so, been, been watching TV, dude? I've so-
3: been focused on the war. So you guys do the floods, I'll do the war.
1: So he gets on the app and he's like, oh shit, um, Wivenhoe dams, it was at like 60% a couple of weeks ago, he's like, it's at 90% now, this is on the first day, and then all these other dams, can't remember the names, but constantly he's checking them, he's like, alright, well that one just reached 160% capacity, so they've let that one go into this other one, that one's just overflown, they've let that go, so... The dams up there, they can get to, like, you'd think 100% means it's about to overflow, but they build them so they can reach over capacity. Yeah. It's like 170% is almost the maximum, and then they've got to let the water go somewhere. So well, they, Is so that
3: because it's going to actually break the dam? And <clears throat> Yeah. It's either the dam breaks and the water goes, or you just let the water go. Is that the, Correct. their thinking? So
1: either it's, it naturally overflows and just disappears mm-hmm. into wherever. Or they release some of the water down into another dam. So it's like a, you know, tiered thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But it's at the point where they've got like, in some places, there's four metres of water. It's just insane.
3: Yeah, the news is showing people literally in two-storey houses living on the top floor because the bottom floor is engulfed. Yep. Just
1: absolutely fucking gone. Yeah, and you just, like, you can't drive anywhere. There's, like, one or two roads that are still open up there. It's
3: incredible. Yeah, and and what they were saying is, like, you know, everyone's upset and lost all their shit, but this isn't even the worst of it. The worst is when the water fucking dissipates and goes and away and everything's it. got mud on it and yep. sand and cleaning. Like It's mm. like, what is the value of this thing that I own? It's going to take me X amount of time to clean it and restore it versus going to buy a new one. Like...
2: Is this worse than 2011?
1: Um, based on how much water there is, yes, it is. But the thing in 2011 is they waited way too long to let the water drain from one dam to another. They didn't do it, and that's what caused so, all the mudslides. So and basically the, what you're saying the is and stuff.
2: they're more prepared this time. Correct. Mm. They're more experienced. Well, well,
1: apparently, and I only heard this from my mate, is the water company or whatever it is, I can't remember what it's called, let's call it Queensland Water, mm. they actually got sued after 2011. And they're only still paying people back for that court action now. Well, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, round two. I wonder if they'll have a round two. If they've they've done anything right. Apparently, they've done everything right this time. And it's just, you can't avoid it when you get that much water. But he, like, you think about in Adelaide, I look at the the bomb sometimes and I go, okay, so we're getting 20 mils of rain. That's a lot of rain. Mm. They had 300 mils of rain on Friday. That's fucked. That's insane. Like I can't even think about that. So it's
2: like fifteen times too much water.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fifteen times way too much water,
3: and everywhere—not just in like a valley, everywhere. Yeah, it's
1: it's too much. So that's the floods.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Some poor bastard got ripped into pieces by shark. Oh no. We'll we'll go war then shark because I've got a I've got a story I want to tell you. All right. Anyway, so we all know about the war. All right. Do you know? Roughly why this has happened, where it's going. No?
2: it's Russia has invaded Ukraine. Yeah. All right.
3: All right. So for anyone that's not following it out there...
2: Everyone would know, but for the 1% that didn't...
3: Yeah. So NATO, made up of about 16 to 32 important countries, have built an alliance in Europe, right? And Ukraine wanted to push into NATO making basically every bordering country around Russia part of NATO,
2: right? And and Ukraine touches border with Russia. Correct. Now,
3: yeah. Russia went, hang on a second, if you do that, then we're going to feel like you're really odd cut, one out. No, cutting us off from a lot of things. right? So Russia's, the majority of Russia is, and I mean the population of Russia, the majority of Moscow and whatever, is on the west side, like the far west side. A lot of it you can't fucking build or do anything. It's frozen to fuck. Yeah. It's unusable. The top part of the like their um, continent, their continent is frozen, so you can't get ships in and out of there and send ships out. Yeah. So what they wanted to do is before 1991, Russia owned Ukraine. That was Russia, right? It's only been 30 years where they've been living there, whatever. And in that time, the two furthest states of Ukraine have gone sort of like Russia, sort of want to do that. They've got a lot of citizens there that speak um, Russian, but there's been a lot of politics about whether or not those should separate or not, and basically they haven't. Mm. But Russia want to take them back in order to not only have more land, but they can access a couple of ports that are really important, gives them cheaper exports. They don't have to pay Ukraine money to fucking put their shit through there. So there's a lot of upsides for them invading those two states. What no-one saw coming was Russia fucking coming from every side and fucking up Ukraine. That just blew everyone's mind way more aggressive than they thought. Mm. Recently, he's just fucking told his nuclear guys to get ready and have your fucking yeah. finger on the trigger, which is what they reckon is just a power move. But if he if he sends one missile um, fucking anywhere, he's got so many countries that he's got to shoot one. He's going to have 30, 40 countries coming at him. And I just don't see how he can win this if if it gets...
1: To a point where it's like actual nuclear war. I, I like how researched you are on this, but the one thing that I've heard recently is this whole NATO thing, right? So mm-hmm. Ukraine aren't actually part of NATO yet. No, they and want to be. NATO have said, you've got to give up your nukes. You've got to you know, comply with all of these things to be part of NATO. Yeah. And they haven't quite done it yet. So NATO are like, well, you're not actually, you're not in the club. You're not in the club, no. So, you know. We might help you, but we're not
3: like, We're not going to defend you. This is the you. thing, though. This is what's going to make Putin way more angry, is that NATO, and especially America, apparently are under the radar, giving ammunition, funding, whatever. That's almost like saying you're part of the club, which is going to make him fucking angry. And we all know the Russian president has been putting a lot of fucking bad energy into the world lately. <laughs>
2: yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, uh, hey, not bad. Yeah, I but, was waiting for uh, a little...
3: <laughs> no, the thing is here... He wants the port on the east side. He also, um, fuck, I forget the name. It's not Starlink too. It's the gas line that uh, has just been built going into Russia. It's been shut down. He wanted that to create more money, um, and he's also got another gas line that goes straight out to Germany. Do you know what Germany did in the last 10 years? They went, we're going to shut all our nuclear power plants down. We're going green. We're going to rely on Russia to send us gas. So over 50%... Of Germany's power... Gas is not green. Well, apparently it's better than what their nuclear power thing was doing. nuclear was super green. Well, yeah. Apparently it is. This is another argument as well. So that's the dumb argument of the Germans. So now they're part of NATO that can't attack Russia because then Russia are going to cut off their gas supply and they're fucked. So you've now got one part of NATO that doesn't want anything to do with this, even though they are very much in it. So... So no, know. It's going to be a crazy fortnight,
2: probably crazy month, maybe crazy year. But what, what have you guys thought about some of the really, really upsetting footage you've seen? It's just horrible. Did you see the the tank deliberately yeah. go out of its way to run over uh, someone in their car? Yeah, I've seen that. So, what do, do you, you take think, from that?
3: I thought, I thought to be honest, I thought the tank was trying to block the car, and then it. Slid
1: out and fucked it up. That's what I thought initially. War crimes, man. It didn't slide out. The thing you got to understand about tanks is they're on two tracks and on so concrete, that, and so they could but they can move like a wheelchair. So if mm. you go, it looks like you're sliding, but you're just turning. Yeah, That's how they turn. That thing deliberately went. Nah, there he is, bang, and then just rode over that guy. And the the strange thing is. Well, he survived. This is like a yeah, absolutely he did. But they've yeah. run, they have run over other civilians with tanks. I've seen videos. Mm. But the, someone was saying to me the other day, maybe they don't realize in Russia because they've got their own state hold media and all this sort of stuff. Because it's a real, really, it's a dictatorship. Yeah, maybe they don't realize the power of social media and the fact that these images and videos are getting out mm. to the whole world. People are seeing it.
2: This is yeah. This isn't the nineteen forties anymore. Yeah. yeah,
1: but so the other thing with that is, he's gone out publicly and said, "We're not attacking civilians. Mm-hmm. We're not coming here to kill people. This is a you know peacekeeping mission, or blah blah blah, whatever it is." And then these images come out, and it's like how you know how
3: quickly and are and Russian people Russians are fucking um, doing. Rallies and stuff in the middle of town. You know a woman got fucking, um, I don't know if she got killed or jailed for putting out um, no to war on her balcony. A Russian woman. Yeah. Just bang. Yeah. No, just don't Good do night, that. So you're going to jail. But the thing is, like, you, you know of Anonymous, you know the hacking group, yep. Anonymous. Today came out that they apparently hacked several or all, I don't know the full facts of this, Russian TV networks and played the Ukrainian national anthem with a video on repeat. I think that's fucking amazing. Yeah, I heard about that. There's stories of them apparently taking down some military websites as well. But you think if this does escalate, you look at the the powers that be. All right, so Russia, who's supporting them? You got China, China North Korea, North Korea, Iran, Pakistan, Belarus. Maybe I don't know about that one. That's way past my knowledge now. Yeah. but
2: you don't think? Done research, Dan. Well done.
3: But you think, okay, let's say, I think it's about nine or ten countries, right? And if you look at the total weapons power versus NATO and the West, including Australia and New Zealand, we got about a 20% advantage. But the problem is 20% is not on the same continent, which makes it very hard to get it there, and it doesn't really equate the same. As for missiles, between Russia and China, they have a lot more than us too. So that's a scary thought. You might have the manpower and the artillery and the vehicles here and there, but a nuke can fuck a lot of that up quickly. So it's going to be very scary to see where this goes.
2: Where do, just, just one final thing. Hmm. Where do you see this going, guys? Because there's a lot of listeners out there, a lot of people out there that are very, very concerned. Because <clears throat> we've just COVID, we've probably gotten past the worst of COVID, right? And then all of a sudden there's a war. And it's probably the most serious Western world war in since nineteen forty five, right?
3: I think a lot of people are really focused on what Russia's gonna do next. I think the biggest problem is what's China gonna do next. I think they're using this as a they're looking at this like a fucking hawk. This is their power play. If if NATO and America don't do enough, they're gonna go, well, we're taking Taiwan. They've wanted Taiwan for fucking ever. They used to own it back in the day, Taiwan became their own country, I believe. Um, been to Taiwan, lovely place, I fucking love that, it's one of my favourite places to go, but they will take it if Ukraine and nothing happens there. But the only thing so far that the President's done is gone, we're going to just hit you with san- uh, sanctions, which is great, it means that they can't trade with certain currencies. Mm-hmm. We're not going to allow you to be part of SWIFT, which is one of the biggest banks in the world, or I think Russia have 300 banks attached to SWIFT, which allows them to do all of this stuff. So Russia have two, two things, they can go into cryptocurrency, Which they've got enough financial support from China. Maybe. The other thing is the US dollar per barrel, $36 when Trump was in 2018, 2019, around then. You're talking about oil now. Yeah, oil. And Russia supply a fuckload of it. Now it's up to $150 a barrel. So Russia are like, yeah, okay, cancel all this shit. That's fine. We're fucking making billions right now because you need what we've got. So... Again, wow. you sanction five percent of the world's oil. Only, and fuel though. only, but five percent still five percent. Five percent of a billion millions is a lot. Just crazy.
1: to take this to a, lot, to a more light-hearted stance for one second, can you imagine us trying to do this podcast back? You said like nineteen forty-five was the last big event. It'd be all Morse code, be like. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing controversial <laughs> oh, Fuck, he's got a point <laughs> Mate, th- I'm pretty sure they <laughs> oh, still had radios shit. in 1945 <laughs> Oh, I don't know, did they?
3: <laughs> yeah, of course they fucking did They had radios. <laughs> Wait, don't ruin the joke Alright, 1912
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you call me a dickhead what? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back earlier than that even but 1912, anyway. that's Titanic Alright, okay, we're still on things that have happened since we've been gone so you mentioned this before I took over and went on a run about the war. Yes. The poor fucking guy. I can't remember his name and I feel like that's so disrespectful. Um, nice covert beer crack there. <laughs> uh the guy went swimming for an a, a triathlon or something on t- uh Sydney's um yeah. who's training? <laughs> Lady raise for a Bay, was it?
1: Fun- fundraising swim.
3: And He done what? How many times has he done this before? Fucking a million. A lot,
2: a lot, and it was a very, very well-known peaceful beach. Mm. Never any shark sightings.
3: And it's so brutal. And the fact that okay, there was a lot of uproar. For anyone that doesn't know about this, guy gets eaten by a shark. Fishermen on the rocks above see it happening and start recording, which I think is great. Not not just so. Well, (laughs) I'll rephrase that. I think it's great because. People can see the severity of how fucking traumatic it was. Mm. Two, you, you actually get to see a, a live shark attack. Like, especially for scientists, it would be yeah. fucking amazing to yeah. get that information and go, well, fuck, that's how they actually do shit. Mm. But they were getting, uh, the guys that were recording, their reaction to it was it's sort of like, holy shit, fuck, oh, whoa. A guy's still holding his rod in the water. Like, it's. Yeah.
2: Here's the problem, right? Something big like that happens. Watching, you know a replay of the video they're very quick to comment oh that person kept fishing this person did that you don't truly know how you're going to behave in a situation as traumatic as that yeah the guy fishing when this happens right what what's he actually meant to do throw the rod out of the water and then stare at it yeah yeah, he's it, in shock. Yeah, exactly. I've seen the footage, and a lot of listeners
1: have. It's very
2: confronting, right? You
1: can't jump in, and but help. you can't.
2: Well, you, no one's going to jump in and try
1: and no, save it's, the it's day. It's that far offshore that yeah. there's nothing he could do. It's not like he's fly fishing either. He's like sitting there holding a rod. He's like, yeah. Oh my god, it's there's so a guy getting attacked.
3: It was pretty confronting yeah. to see that footage too. Like it's so oh, just. Oh man, you feel so helpless, and you just think. When,
2: fuck whenever a shark attack happens, my first thought is, "Well, like." How did this happen? What did it look like? Who was doing what? Now that we're in 2022,
1: you can everyone's got
2: phones. Yeah. There's going to be heaps of scary moments where people just happen to be filming or if they're not filming, they have time to get their phones out. and Do you remember
3: almost yeah. – um, it would have been probably end of season one, maybe season two. We were talking about Shark attacks being on the rise. We are at 63 compared to 65 for the total of 21. Yeah. yeah. I reckon I had a look the other day and – the fate—it was almost double. It'd gone up, fucking huge. It's yeah. I don't know if it's a a problem or more people are getting in the water, but the only thing I read in that um, shark attack of this guy was apparently heaps more bait fish had been in the area because of the warmer waters. So, and that brought the sharks in, and maybe he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. But it just fucking makes me
1: just so worried about being in the water. It's such a weird thing to hypothesise, though. you're like, why did it happen? Mm. Like you can't. And there was all this rhetoric about. Oh, those fishermen were putting live bait or bait into the yeah. water and guts and blood. It's like, okay, well, maybe they were, but they probably did that every day for the last X amount of years. Yeah,
3: you can't blame the fishermen. You can them. never blame the fishermen for anything like that. Like, it's just.
1: And, you like, know what? The, the guy was an advocate for shark protection.
2: Mm. There was a post on his Facebook page about how he was. He's like, we're in
1: their environment. Yeah you know we're out there parallel you know don't cull sharks don't do this don't do that mm. you know protect them and all that sort of stuff it's really sad mm. but at the end of the day it's like he knew the environment he was in and yeah. it's just an it's an anomaly Did It's once in 60 years yeah and that's that's like impossible that's a
3: lifetime it's really pre- it's pretty much
2: winning a very 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 bad lottery mm. it's basically it is
3: it is it's like winning the minus 100 million dollar powerball
2: yeah. instead of yeah it mm. I mean, it's a, it's a horrible thought, but that's what it is. It is. You're extremely unlucky. Yeah. Extremely unlucky. Have,
3: on, on this shark attack thing, have you seen There's footage? I, I believe it's on YouTube. It's where I saw it. There's a guy fishing in Tasmania, and it's not the best footage, but you do get to see the shark a few times. Um, they're fishing, and this great white comes up, and this is a, like an 18, maybe 15-foot tinny. It hits the boat. Like almost throws them overboard And then it comes back around And the force of this shark Just being near the surface Flapping around Trying to hit them off the boat Is fucking insane So this guy gets attacked right
2: Yeah
3: I then start going down The shark attack rabbit hole Watching all these videos mm. About a week goes by And it goes out to Saturday This Saturday Finally get feeling a bit better Allison forces me to go down the beach With a jet ski We got a little Set up on the beach With a speaker I thought I'll have a couple of beers Keep it pretty chilled, and I'll head out in the ski.
2: Yeah. I'm
3: 200 meters out, right, which is a fucking long way if you were swimming, very, very far. Yeah, doing a couple of little donuts, trying to be cool. And as I've come around to sort of stop and like reevaluate what I'm going to do, I this is no fucking joke. I see this fin. It probably looked. What would you call that? Just under a foot, maybe over. Yeah, oh, okay. So it's a ba-
2: 3.5 meter great white. Okay,
3: I see this fin. <laughs> Almost front on. So just the side of it, go down into the water and think of this. I've got the Tasmanian video on my head going a thing three times the size of my jet ski can get fucking hit. I'm going never seen a real live shark in the water before, like not out of an aquarium or whatever, only on videos. I want to see it. But three, I'm alone by myself and if I get tipped, what do I do? I was like I'm going to do circles around where I saw it and keep on the move. I'm not going to be still. As I make that decision, for anyone that doesn't know this, the South Australian coastline has a fixed-wing air, aircraft and a helicopter that start at two different locations, they cross over, and they, they patrol the beaches for sharks. I see the helicopter coming, and I thought, this is going to be insane. I start doing little circles around, looking, like and, and keep in mind it's like a pretty sunny day, so there's patches of water that are extremely clear, then it goes pitch black because there's seaweed, so there's a contrast everywhere. And I'm looking around going, fuck, fuck, fuck. Helicopter gets above my head, goes over. I go, oh, must have been seeing things. It then does a 180, comes back around and starts circling. It does a, th- It does three circles, and I'm circling with it going, oh, just fucking point somewhere. Like, tell me where it is. Like, what's going on? What's going on? And then it starts going off. No, no shark alarm. And I thought, the fuck, why has he stopped? Maybe... There's something else in the water. Maybe he just liked what you were doing. He's like, that's (laughs) a cool trick. I'm going to do (laughs) the same. He's like, this guy's (laughs) fucking sick on the ski. Anyway, I was like, I don't know. I keep going, keep going. And then I'm in this clear patch and I see this fucking shadow. (gasps) Comes right up next to my ski. Dolphin. Nine. uh, It was a seven fucking foot dolphin. It was huge. Then another two dolphins on either side of it lot smaller. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, they were five foot.
2: I was going to make a joke before that it was like a one metre dolphin no. and the joke happens to be the truth.
3: <laughs> no, I'm telling you. I <laughs> thought I thought I was overreacting. These dolphins, um, the two smaller ones fucked off and the big one chilled with me for ages, was like following the ski, like looking at me with one eye. I went in and I told everyone, like, did you just see that? And we were, like, yeah, wondering what the helicopter was doing. Went back out in the ski and the same pod of dolphins or three or four of them, popped back up again, and the people I had on the back were like, holy fuck, that big one, it was fucking huge. I'm telling you, the fin didn't look like a dolphin fin, a standard dolphin fin, it was massive.
1: But so anyway. who you had on the back was naturally Asian tourists again? No, or? no, no, no.
3: Nah. <laughs> I had friends. I, I do have other friends, so they were oh, people. people. Okay. But anyway, it was just – it's so terrifying that even though I was on a jet ski – And I thought I'd seen something that I could get away from quickly. The just the feeling of being out there with something that you know could be that big that could do that to you. I would have no idea how that guy felt
1: the second he got bitten. I don't reckon he not he even knew that it was a shark that got him.
3: You don't reckon he had time? He was screaming in the video. Uh,
1: No, well, of course you'd be screaming, but it's like back like the guy, the thing came from so he's swimming. And then the thing went bang up through his torso. He he wouldn't have seen it coming. Maybe he realized at some point that a shark got him. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I think like what you're saying is point. seeing the thing coming at me or seeing it. Nah, you no, know, I, I just meant like after the first bite, like the you would
3: have gauged how big it was, the force, like the panic, the oh, the fear. Just that is just unreal, unreal. We oh. were
1: bodyboarding down in Beachport before I moved to Adelaide. Mm. Some friends and I, and we were out at this little beach and i remember we we're waiting for a set to come in and someone's like oh a fin And we're always very careful not to yell shark because it freaks everyone out yeah Finn. but say fin freaked out yeah you look back and you're like what and it, they were just like you said exactly the same mm-hmm. just dolphins you see a fin pop out of the water and you're like uh-oh this is bad. Yeah,
3: but usually, like, usually you see a dolphin fin, you can be like, oh, that's, I'm pretty confident that's a dolphin.
1: Nah. You reckon you're in the same boat as me? At, at that point, I remember it so vividly. We're out, all, we're sitting on our boards, bodyboarding, waiting for a set, and someone turned around, they're like, uh oh, there's a fin out there and we all turned and everyone saw it and you know dolphins are normally like Yeah, up and down gliding was like Just cruising they do that too and then it went down and we we're like oh, oh for fuck's sake that's so much scarier heck if you don't dig. know where it goes
2: oh, and that's
3: the thing when it's in the dark patch and you don't know is it coming up to charge you? Is it fucking like, off? I like, don't no,
2: know. I'm not a big surfer. I'm not a big bodyboarder. I've been in the water a few times. I don't know about that, mate. Your bodyboard's been in the water ever. a few times, have you? I or? have. I have. No big deal, guys. Gosh, showers. The worst, the worst time, I reckon, the more scary time is when you're out by yourself hmm. versus with other people. When you're out by yourself, you think, if, some, if someone's going to go here, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. When, with, when you're with other people... Not only are you like, oh, well, I'm around others, like, I'm safer, but you're also – your mind's probably more off it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking to your mates. You're like, when you're out there by yourself, it's sort of like it's, – It's the
0: wave or the shark.
1: That's all yeah. you're thinking about. Well, if you're in the water, anything like what you like when you're running, you'll just be behind the pack anyway. So everyone <laughs> in front of you is <laughs> going to get attacked first. <laughs> oh, there's a di- – A little cheap shot. All right. Little, all right. Little, little. Let's move on, guys. Little, moving on. All right. So I went to Brisbane last weekend. Um, It was my mate's 40th birthday and it was a surprise party and flying up there, I got on the aeroplane and someone had messaged me, oh, all right, you know, have a good flight. Hope you have a safe flight. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. Safe flight. I kind of like this. I've got nothing to do with that. Yeah,
3: yeah. I've literally walked onto a tube that's going to go through the sky and anything can happen. Yeah.
1: So got on the flight and I'm sitting there and it it got in my head for some reason. I'm normally fine with flying. I used to fly multiple times a month, whatever. But I haven't flown for two years. So I'm on the plane. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be cool. blah sitting there, the thing starts taking off, and I'm looking out the window. I was like, we're getting we're getting pretty high in the air right yeah. now. <laughs> like, what if this thing just falls out of the is air? Start having Hat, those thoughts. Like, what, hey. what can I do to be more safe right now? Like, someone's told me to have a safe flight.
2: Yeah. You start thinking I like. Everyone uh, says have a safe flight. It isn't just the people on the plane. You message any of your friends, oh, I'm flying from Adelaide to Melbourne right now. Oh, talk soon, have a safe flight. How do you have a safe flight? It's, it's so redundant. They're acting as though you're flying the plane. Yeah. Or you're Don't doing is. do fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah. All you're doing is sitting
3: there. I'm bad. My mind starts going to things like you. I haven't flown in two years. You know who hasn't done their job in two years? The mechanic. What's he forgotten? The engineer. The pilot. What's he forgetting in two years? Hey,
1: oh, oh,
3: actually, I think I did that before we ground all the flights. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no worries. You get fucking thirty thousand feet in the in the air, and the fucking wheels start falling off. Shit's bad. You watch aircraft investigation before a flight. Worst thing you can do.
2: Worst. I don't watch that show. I love that show. Mm. The the worst. The worst. The most interesting thing I think is the chances of having a fatal plane crash versus car crash. You hop into your car, you'd never think, oh, yeah. Every today, day. Today, I'm, today I might crash and die, but your chances of dying in a car crash is so high. Mm. But like on a plane, you, your yeah. chances are so much lower, but you're thinking about it.
3: Now, look, <clears throat> something I've said on the podcast before, and this, this is why it scares me so much, is when you have a car crash, it's kabam done. Like it, it usually comes out of nowhere. You get two, three seconds to think about it. Yeah. Flight, you're falling from forty, thirty, twenty five thousand feet. It's a long time to know that you're about to be in trouble or in a lot of trouble. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: That's why it's so scary. I reckon if it was me, I'd unplug my seatbelt. I'd enjoy a little bit of zero gravity. It's like woo, and then all that doesn't of a sudden, happen. <laughs> bang! That would not happen. <laughs> no. Nah. Doesn't that happen? No, that's, how they, that's you, no, how they
2: train for zero gravity. They, no,
3: you're already going as fast as the plane when you take the seatbelt off. That like you'd be literally pretty much just sitting there. Oh, whatever.
2: I'm I'm the worst person with turbulence. Yeah, I yeah. any, Anything remotely to do with the plane mm. acting in an unnatural way, I'll fucking lose my. mind. I turn into a stalker. I start looking at all the flight attendants.
3: I'm like, they think I'm like checking them out. I'm like, yeah. I just want to see. As soon as you show a glimpse of fear, I know we're fucked.
2: Do you have a? Uh, <laughs> Do you have a flight that you've experienced in your lifetime that stands out as that one that really got yeah, you? two. I've got one. Plane coming in to land, right? And we've had a lot of turbulence and the weather's really bad and the plane's gone down and instead of landing, it's bailed and flown back up oh and nice. it's had to do yes. a UE. And then the, the
1: pilot... Was that put, into Sydney by a chance?
2: It wasn't. It was into Adelaide, right? Oh. But the pilot... Sydney's fucked though, isn't it? Mm. The pilot said something that really upset me and he shouldn't have said it. And I, it really upset everyone. Was it the Royal Shed? Stampede
1: sucks? <laughs> Mark, you're not
2: famous. He said that as well. Were you on this flight? He, he said, was the pilot. He said, and this is going to surprise you because he shouldn't have said it, we're going to go in for one more landing but if we can't get it on this attempt... We're going to have to go somewhere else because we're running low on petrol. What? (laughs)
3: Hang on. We're going to have to go somewhere else because we're running low on petrol? Yeah. That's like...
2: It makes no sense. It does because if we can't land here, we have to go somewhere else and it needs to happen quickly because we're running low on petrol. (laughs) Look, Look. Fuck. Eat it. Used, I, I get it now, yeah. He used the word, I think, fuel, because petrol sounds a little bit like I made it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I promise you that that's what he said. Uh-huh. And I was freaking the fuck out. I would have been too. I was really scared.
3: I don't I don't know if I mentioned this story. I'll, we'll tell it quickly. Better be better than mine. I, di- I think I did, and we spoke about um, me holding your hand on one flight yeah, when yeah, I was scared. Yeah. But, yeah, I, if I have told this story before, just listen again, but my flight back from a... JB Hi-Fi manager's (laughs) meeting from Perth. We flew into a a torrential fucking thunderstorm into Adelaide and we were doing those – like the pilot was dropping – No, he was dropping 10,000 feet quickly to get under clouds and whatever and the lady next to me held my hand because we were both shitting it and after fucking heaps of bad shit and lots of shaking and turbulence, we finally landed. But what made me very upset was when I was at the back of the plane getting my fucking shit down and walking out – there was none of the thanks for thanks for the, the flight attendants and the pilots had just started talking. I saw the pilot come out of the cockpit and wipe his brow with the back of his hand and signal, holy shit, like to the wow. flight attendants. That's when you go. Yeah. We were really in a pickle. yeah.
2: Mm. Because if you're in trouble, I feel like the first thing you want to do is just gauge what the air hostesses are doing. Yeah, just looking at them like.
3: But what if you're unfortunate and you get the girl that's on her second shift and she's just shitting it anyway? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're getting you, false
2: you readings. You assume she's been like yeah. working for like 20 years. Yeah.
1: She's punctured both sides of the seat with her fingernails, <laughs> gripping it so tight. she's
2: oh. Rick, have you got a story about a bad flight?
1: Oh, All similar stuff. I had one circling into Sydney where it was, they were yeah. trying to land, they were trying to land, they were Sydney's trying to dodgy. land. Sydney's dodgy. And the guy's like, There's all right. It's, uh, it's a bit hairy out there, as you might have experienced, because the whole plane was like rattling like a fucking vibrator. <laughs> and then there was another one, I think it was Vancouver to Hong Kong or something like that, or it might have been England to Vancouver, and we just got up into the air, cruising along, it's like the first hour into an eight hour flight, and all of a sudden, the guy's like, ding. Seatbelt signs just come on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We're about to experience some turbulence. I hate that. Yeah, I hate hate that that so much. And the the you know normally you hear it and you're like, oh yeah, whatever. And it's a bit shaky. This thing was just like Like the whole plane starts flapping, and I was like, oh, far out. But the worst thing about it was normally, apart from you know shit on people's little plates and whatever you think you're pretty safe hmm. there was a one of the you know things where you put your carry on bag overhead locker yeah. one of those just went bang and like released just in front of us and everyone screamed and like a bag fell out and it was like you know when yeah. parts of the plane start failing you're like that's it we're going down <laughs> yeah, that's fucked or you know when the
3: I've seen videos of this on... I see too many bad YouTubes. The hostess is like walking down the aisle. Like Someone's filming themselves about to get a drink. They're like, thank you. And then all of a sudden they just fucking hit the roof with the mm. fucking trolley and it comes down sideways on three people's heads and they're screaming, blood everywhere. Oh, fucked.
2: That story before where they were trying to land the plane, mm. when they did finally land it... Yeah. People, everyone on the plane started clapping. Well, conversely... If, if that happens, you know that you've been on a fucked up flight. Yeah? <laughs> yeah.
3: And do you know what? The thing is, right, everyone's like, the pilot's a hero who saved all our lives. The pilot doesn't give a fuck about you. He's thinking about himself. He's going, yeah. I need to save me. If I save me, I save everyone. That's all he thinks about. Well,
1: yeah. I t- could, caught an owie. Did, did you just have a good sentence? i speak so much better next time. I <laughs> caught an Uber back from the city on Saturday night. Mm. Yeah. And when I got home, just said, mate, thank you.
2: Did you
3: give him a clap?
1: Thanks, mate. You've you got you got me there. You
3: must
2: have been tanked. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fuck, he must have think he would have gone one star, one star. Yeah. All right, we've got to wrap this up. Let's go to our uh,
2: what's it called?
0: Facts. Facts. Fire away.
2: Who's going first? Me. Okay, you go first. Okay, guys, here is a fun fact for you both. Between birth and death, the human body goes from having three hundred bones to two hundred and six. We lose. From three, yes, correct. Some uh, that's of that's in not, your
1: skull.
3: Do
2: they fuse together? 94 bones. Mate, I'm just reading out <laughs> what I put down, but Terminator 2 is where I found out 206 bones in a human body. Sarah oh. Connor announces it during one of the scenes. So when I was reading them out before, that's what grabbed my attention. Yeah. Yeah. So, Han, you had
3: a little bit more info.
1: You're saying baby brains. Yeah, so when, you, when you've when you got a baby, mm. their head is made of all these little plates. Yeah. So it's not so, cartilage, it, it's plates. Oh, fucking hell. Like, Rick and I discussed this before, this thing. I'm not a paediatrician yeah. and I've got no idea, but I think your brain, your head, your skull yeah. is separate plates. Yeah. And then as your brain and your head grows, eventually they fuse together. Yeah, okay. Uh, Could be really wrong. I, I, it sounds right. I mean, Well, there's points in the yeah. baby's life where... You can see their pulse through the back of their skull because their skull hasn't formed yet. Yeah, it's like
3: doo-doo, oh. Doo-doo. Oh, well, we can change our name to chats with incorrect facts. So no, Rick's
2: really good at making stuff up. Anyway, moving on. What's yours?
3: Um, okay, weird one.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, so tigers' legs or their rear legs are so powerful that they can be found standing once dead. So, so they don't collapse. So there have been instances yeah. where they've been shot bled out and found still standing. So they just... They don't collapse. That's how strong the back legs are. So it's not like the brain just goes...
2: So is it bowing at the end? Don't it's know. It's only the back legs. Fucking hell, Sher Khan. Mm. That's fucking...
3: That's fucked up, dude. though. Could you imagine that? Someone
1: has a heart attack and just is standing there in the street? I think that would be better. I think you lose a lot of dignity when you hit the ground. Yeah. yeah.
2: So um, recently- tigers obviously die with a lot of pride. Yeah, well, they're, oh,
3: they're in the pride, mate. Right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's lions.
2: Yeah, same thing. Uh, nah, Dan, not not tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, your turn. Taking it too far. Alright, there is a company that turns dead bodies into an ocean reef. So, for those people who romanticise about a burial at sea, the company Eternal Reefs is oh, an morbid. innovative solution where it mixes the cremated remains oh, of a no, person nah. with concrete to create a pearl onto which loved ones can nah. etch... Personal messages, handprints, or environmentally friendly mementos. And then the pearl is encased in a reef ball. Oh, my God. part of a reef Who
2: had that idea? Was it the director of Jeepers Creepers? Because I don't know.
3: I feel up. like the Coffin Confessor had something to do with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's just taking, like, you know, the Lovelock Bridges where you write it in yeah. a padlock and click it onto something. That's taking it way too far. That's
3: like I think that's sort of sweet and sort of cool, but at the same time, that's fucked up. Sick fucks. Yeah, I like it.
1: Well, but in all honesty... I like it a You lot. know... People, like, when, when you get cremated, someone's like, oh, go and spread me from the top of a mountain or mm. go and throw my thing in the river somewhere. Mm. It's like, you, okay, so you want you want your remains to be in someone's drinking water? Are you yeah. sick Or, fuck? like,
3: even if you throw it into the wind and you inhale it, that's a thing that can happen. Oh, dreadful. You made a video about throwing fake ashes. Oh, it was such a good video. It was a great video. Go check that out, the Royal yeah. Stampede fake Just ashes. Just
2: before we wrap this up, cremated or buried? I don't want to talk about it. We've 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 done this six times, I reckon. All right, I wasn't listening. Let's wrap it up. (laughs)
3: What else is new? (laughs) Anyway, till
0: next episode, friends. Bye.
2: I will see you there, or I will see you on another time. That was very confusing. I don't know if you're going to come or not.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward.